0: Thank you. Tales of the Strange and Unsettling.
1: This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin.
0: Episode 102. Buffalo Ranch. Colorado is no stranger to strange incidents due to its mountainous region with sprawling forests and high rocky peaks. From infamously haunted areas such as Black Forest and the historic Stanley Hotel, to reports of strange lights, cattle mutilations, and unknown aerial phenomena seen throughout the state, many believe it to be a hotspot for paranormal activity. This week we will be discussing one man who spent nearly a decade commanding a buffalo ranch. During this time he was subjected to many strange occurrences, where he would spend most of his days trying to make sense of the odd behavior and attempt to discover the secrets that lie hidden there. Jeff Sailors was born in Colorado and spent most of his youth outdoors fishing with his grandpa. Shortly after he developed a passion for hunting. This would go on to define his adult life. At the age of 18, he moved to Montana for work. He now has spent over 50 years traveling as far north as Canada and making his way south to New Mexico. Everywhere he has went, he has made an impact on the area around him. To say it was an easy task would be a stretch. During that time, Jeff survived two bear attacks, a buffalo attack, and was struck by lightning on two separate occasions. Despite these being major life-changing events, it has helped to shape him into the person he is today. When Jeff first took over the ranch, he had heard the chattering from the locals claiming of bizarre and strange happenings, not only to the property he was looking after, but also of the neighbors. Despite how outlandish the claims seemed to be, Jeff really didn't believe them, and shrugged them off however it wasn't long before he himself began to have his own experiences Jeff sailors lay in his bed enjoying the cool breeze coming through his bedroom window it was a significant change from the summer heat that he had endured earlier that day he didn't mind it though he enjoyed getting to be in charge and the peace of the ranch was exactly what he had been looking for The man then rolled over, allowing himself to finally drift off to sleep. He quickly faded into a deep slumber, the toll of the day finally escaping his body. Less than ten minutes later, Jeff was abruptly awoken by the sound of loud rock music. It was everywhere and seemed to consume the space around him. He quickly jumped out of bed and raced to the front door in pursuit of the culprit of the sound. To his surprise, he could not pinpoint where it was coming from. Everywhere he looked or went, it was just as loud. The house rumbled around him. The doors and windows vibrated so much he thought glass was going to shatter. He then proceeded to open the front door. The second he did, the sound abruptly stopped and the area became eerily quiet. Jeff then proceeded to look around outside. The area was empty. Aside from his old pickup truck, the driveway was empty. He then checked the barn and other various outbuildings and the pastures surrounding the ranch. However, he found nothing. There was no source of the music that woke him up. After returning to the house unsuccessful, Jeff climbed back into his bed. He lay there for some time attempting to rationalize what had just happened. His house stood in the middle of a 15,000 acre ranch and was roughly a mile and a half away from the country road. He was confident that no one would be able to get into the ranch without a serious effort. However, there were no tracks or anything that would suggest that that was the case. This wasn't the only time that he was awoken by strange noises or loud music. On another occasion, just shortly after falling asleep, he was once again awoken to loud sounds. This time it was the overwhelming sound of bird calls. Jeff was no stranger to bird calls as he grew up doing taxidermy on birds, and also assisted with large trapping groups on numerous occasions. However, to his surprise, these were unlike any bird calls that he had ever heard. Much like the previous night, he went outside and the sound stopped. Additionally, there were no tracks or any evidence to suggest a large amount of birds had even been anywhere near the property. This was just the beginning. One spring night, Jeff's girlfriend had been staying with him that evening. What started as a normal, calm night quickly turned violent and life-threatening. Suddenly, from out of nowhere, the wind began to pick up and gain speed quickly. It ripped and pulled at the outside of the house. The house creaked and swayed, struggling to stay upright. It became so bad, picture frames were shaken off the walls and being thrown to the floor. Jeff quickly pulled his girlfriend from their bed and ran to the nearest closet, as there was no basement. He feared a tornado had developed outside, and was only concerned for their safety. The wind seemed to gust harder and harder. The couple had to cup their ears, as the sound had intensified at that point. The house rumbled and shook. Then, in an instant, it stopped. Everything went quiet. Their hearts continued racing as Jeff opened the door. As the couple stepped out, they had to dodge and step around the wreckage left in the aftermath of what had just taken place. Jeff made his way downstairs and opened the front door. As he stepped out onto the porch, he was surprised to see the sky was as clear as could be. He could see the stars for miles. There was not even a single hint of a breeze in the night air. Everything was peaceful. Confused and still trying to make sense of what had happened, he returned to the house to attempt to clean up and get some sleep for the night. The following day, Jeff went outside to tend to the cattle. He checked each gate at opposite sides of the surrounding perimeter. Outside the gate, he could see the tire tracks from his girlfriend's vehicle the night before. However, inside the gate, the area was completely clean, as if any trace of activity in the area had been blown over within the 400-foot circle around the ranch house. The house stood in the very center of the circle. Everything within the circle looked as though no one had stepped foot inside for a very long time. One morning after dealing with the night of loud bird calls tormenting him all night long, Jeff awoke early and set out to make a pot of coffee. As he stepped across the threshold of his kitchen, he spotted something that nearly took his breath away. On the floor in front of him sat all of the contents of his refrigerator, placed on the ground, forming a perfect triangular shape. This spooked him. Even Jeff's dog refused to step foot into the kitchen. He had to take the dog around the kitchen to get it to go outside. On another occasion, the ranch manager, who lived just a mile away from Jeff, called him very early in the morning. He claimed that he had awoke that morning to find that every light on his property had been turned on, including his bedside lamps. Jeff agreed to meet with him that morning, and as he was about to walk out of the house, he noticed a set of silverware from his kitchen. A knife, fork, and spoon were all laid out in a triangular formation. Just outside of the front door. He later found additional triangles, made using his silverware at the entrances to each of his outbuildings. He wasn't surprised to find out the same thing had happened to his ranch manager's house. While the occurrences Jeff had been experiencing on the ranch were strange enough, they would soon take a more sinister direction. In March, he discovered the remains of a male buffalo, and it wasn't long before more of the cattle were killed. Jeff began to notice strange and similar factors in each case. Throughout the time he was there, Jeff realized the cattle mutilations always began in March and continued till October. However, they never occurred during the winter months. In each case, the remains would be left in a specific state. If the buffalo was a female, there would be a circular-shaped cutout on the underside of the abdomen. What was even more strange is one side would be done with near-surgical precision, while the other was always jagged and burned. Many of its internal organs would also be removed, but there was never any trace of blood. In each case, it would also be pregnant and the calf would be removed and left lying on top of the mother's body. In the cases of the male buffalo, Jeff was left with even more questions. The penis was always missing, and it was impossible to determine exactly how it had happened. The average size of a male buffalo penis is about three feet long, and is covered by a sheath of skin, which encases its entire length. Whenever the mutilations occurred, the penis was always cut right at the base, near the scrotum, before being removed. However, the outer sheath remained fully intact. This would imply that whoever or whatever removed the buffalo's penis was also able to somehow reach down into the sheath and make an incision at the base, which should be impossible to do. In every single instance... An orange triangle was imprinted somewhere on the body of the buffalo, usually on the head of the males, and on the ribcage, or the calf if they were a female. In the nine years that Jeff lived on the ranch, up to 30 buffalo were killed each year. This resulted in an annual loss of up to $50,000. After the realization of how much it was impacting his yearly loss, Jeff eventually reached out to local law enforcement. The local sheriff at the time was a man named Wally. Due to the amount of cattle mutilations each year, Wally became a regular on the ranch, ultimately witnessing some of the strangest incidents of his career. On numerous occasions, while Wally was visiting the ranch, he and Jeff would spot glowing orbs floating around the property. They would attempt to chase them down, but they were never successful in making any contact. One evening, Jeff was enjoying a peaceful night in and reading when he received a call from Wally stating that he had a ride-along with him and wanted to do a drive through of the property. It wasn't long before Wally showed up. Every now and again, Jeff could see the headlights from the patrol car as it made its way around. All of a sudden, a crackle came over the radio, and Wally's voice was heard, saying, I'm surrounded. I'm getting the hell out of here. The radio then went silent. Jeff tried numerous times to reach him, but there was never any answer. Worried by what had happened to the man, Jeff grabbed his rifle and set out to look for him. At that time, he spotted the headlights from Wally's patrol car coming over the hill. What he saw after that chilled him to his core. As the car drove toward him, He could see six bright green orbs forming a semicircle around the rear of Wally's vehicle. Wally had a pistol in each hand and began firing out each window. When Wally finally reached the gate of the property, the two orbs at the sides of the car suddenly disappeared, followed by the others, two at a time. He never stopped or looked back. He kept driving till he reached the country road, leaving Jeff standing in the dark. Just five days after the incident, Wally turned in his badge. Over the course of the time Jeff lived on the ranch, he was visited by many agencies and individuals. The most notable were that of the FBI. On one occasion, a group of federal agents stayed on the property, communicating with an aircraft that flew at a high altitude across the entire region. They kept to themselves for most of their time there. However, Jeff was able to speak to one of the younger agents, whom suggested they knew a lot more about the situation than they had initially let on. When Jeff confronted him about what he had said, the man quickly left and never returned. A week later, two additional men arrived, claiming to be from a university in Michigan, and were tasked by a federal agency to take necropsy samples from one of the mutilated buffalo. Unlike the FBI agents there previously, the men were a lot more open about their business there. Jeff guided them out into the ravine where they had been dumping the remains of each of the mutilated buffalo. They were shocked to see the state in which the remains were in. They were also confused by the mummified corpses of all the other buffalo and questioned why they had not decomposed over the years. Jeff had spent a large part of his life around dead animals. He told them that until he arrived at the ranch, he had never seen a carcass left untouched by flies or anything. However, nothing seemed to want to scavenge from the mutilated cattle. The men collected their samples and left the ranch. Before leaving, Jeff asked them to contact him if they ever found anything of significance. Roughly a month later, Jeff received a call from one of the scientists who had came to take samples. They explained to him that the blood in the animals had crystallized and became toxic. Normally, this would only happen if the animal had been ran to death, so something must have been frightening them so much that it caused them to collapse from heart failure. Additionally, in the areas where the specific precision cuts had been made, testing indicated that the hemoglobin had been heated to over 1100 degrees Fahrenheit. The only possible explanation would have been the use of a laser to make the cuts. This didn't make any sense, as only the U.S. Army would have had lasers that were capable of generating that much heat, and it would have taken multiple semi-trucks to haul the equipment onto the field. Jeff confirmed that there had never been any tracks that would suggest that this was a possible case. He'd never even seen any tracks whatsoever, for that matter. These are just a few of the encounters Jeff Sailors experienced during his time on Buffalo Ranch. Jeff's story and recount of the time he spent there proved to be a real test of his sanity. Due to his background and time spent in the American West, it is easy to see that his testimonies are not only genuine, but have been approached by someone with a thorough history for caring for animals and knowing when things are not as they seem. Jeff spent nine years living on the ranch and had numerous encounters with what most would assume were extraterrestrial beings of some sort. Despite this, he continued to care for the ranch and the animals there to the best of his abilities. Some may question his sanity at the end of his time there, but he continues to remain very positive and delights in retelling his story when given the opportunity. Despite never truly revealing the location of the ranch, one could assume it is a very real place, full of activity, that most likely continues to this day. Welcome, camperinos, to Campfire Tales of the Strange
1: and Unsettling. We're your hosts, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now, the debrief. Alright, now the debrief. The Flanders intro. I didn't do the whole thing. Appreciate it. I stopped.
0: (laughs) Self control sounds so like welcoming. Yeah, like I'm stoked to be talking to these listeners. Yeah, when in actuality I'm not.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) How sad. You guys
0: can take a joke, right?
1: I hope. No, they can't. Brian, they're the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're the internet. People
0: of the internet.
1: You know that would be a viable um, tie-in with this story if we knew what fucking year it took place.
0: I listen. I tried. Right. I know. I was trying. I was trying to find it, but he's very vague about it. I like just as he's vague about where this actual where this ranch actually is. Of course.
1: Yeah. I know. Like, and you're not the first person I've heard talk about how like convincing this guy is when he talks. You know about about everything that he's been through. Yeah, but. There are certain things that immediately throw up red flags to me. You think so? Like, yeah, like, um like the lack of details. I like, mean, he'll give tons of details about the about the encounters, about right. the experiences, but like. We don't know exactly where he came from. Just vague, like folkloric cowboy stories. We I mean, don't he, know, like,
0: he he originated in Colorado, moved out to Montana, and then eventually came back,
1: and then just drifted all over North America for a yeah, while. Yeah, he kind of drifted then, for a
0: while. He he did a lot of uh, he did taxidermy at a young age, and then eventually was part of a uh, trapping large amount of large amounts of uh, eagles and other things that he had talked about through his years. Okay. Um you know, so like did a lot of that.
1: Um which years? <laughs> the years that he talked about. <laughs> I mean like I don't know. It's, that's
0: the problem is
1: I know. I mean, but at the out. same
0: time, like he could also be keeping things vague for a reason.
1: It just feels sketchy to me.
0: Okay. You, you know feel I mean? sketchy to me.
1: Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> you should. No, but like just the um we don't know where the place We don't even really right, know, don't know for sure places, that it even exists. A lot
0: of these are the same way. Mm-hmm. The actual location is is withheld for... Yeah, I mean, obviously, we don't want people going out there and... Right. Of course. You know, causing a ruckus.
1: But I think this is the reason why you hear... All the time you hear about Skinwalker Ranch and you hear about Stardust Ranch. But you don't very often hear about this one or Clearview. Well, right not nearly as much even
0: even stardust ranch wasn't that what the location wasn't specific right
1: oh yeah it was was it i didn't think it was yeah. okay half that story was about how he put it up on like zillow and shit when he uh, was trying to sell yeah. the ranch you know? yeah
0: all right that's fair but yeah like this uh, and clearview they're they're very close they're very close yeah. by clearview has some other stuff and this has all the ufo activity and stuff right
1: yeah um i don't it's just weird i don't know if that it throws me off but i had the same problem with clearview i
0: don't mind you know? that though to me i feel like that that adds a little bit more credibility to it because like why would you in again if i was telling the story i wouldn't give its exact location as long as i knew it doesn't matter if anybody else knows
1: i mean you'd think you would think that if I, we you, know it's in
0: colorado Yes. and it's on like the eastern part
1: which does not exactly narrow it down right exactly there are a lot of fucking ranches out there. Yeah, um, but give or
0: take a few hundred.
1: Yeah, I think my perspective is that if you had these experiences and they affected you in this like deeply profound way, that you would you would want you would want a solution found. You know what right. I mean? It's like the classic haunting stories, like where they contact experts and they bring them in to like to go through things and
0: i mean there were experts involved like the fbi several government agencies several people from universities and colleges like scientists came out to do like soil samples and samples on the cattle mutilations and all that stuff like
1: yeah then it if that's if that actually happened it shouldn't be that hard to figure out where this place is because the address the like do your research latitude and the like latitude and longitude of the where the soil sample was taken from and all that shit would be in the papers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting thrown off by that. I get
0: it. No, I, I get it. And it's like it also the fact that we don't know specifically which year like you know he came and he's talking yeah it's uh you know this amount of time whatever Mm had but we don't know specifically what year we don't know how old he was at the time specifically does that mean like a lot of this is based off of this guy he in 2019 was i think his last video post um in youtube on youtube he like started talking about these stories about um, him kind of just growing up, and then his time. He calls him the Alien Chronicles. Right. And this guy, though, he goes into it saying, like, I was never a believer in this, any of this. Yeah. He's like, did I ever see an alien? No. He's like, but see, little... I did experience some things that uh, I can't explain. Like, you know. Yeah.
1: See, that's what's weird to me. Another thing that's weird to me is that this always gets grouped into the UFO category, and I didn't hear very many things that were. Distinctively UFO. I mean,
0: you know, I, I get. You know, well, floating- I guess you could you could think of floating orbs as maybe spook lights and stuff like yeah. that, right? Okay. I
1: have, yeah. I mean, I tend to think they're all the same thing, but like, yeah, that. I mean, those sound like spook lights to me.
0: I don't know. They sound to me like every every orb that we've talked about in any type of alien case or ufo case on the show
1: and haunted house i don't i feel those just outdoors to me i
0: feel the different
1: i don't i no one has ever been able to explain to me or defend to me the fact that when a ball of light is floating in a house it's a ghost but when it's floating outside over a field it's a ufo but it's the exact same thing
0: but I think I think what it does it for me is when Wally the sheriff comes out on you know he's doing a drive uh, drive through of the the ranch which he does occasionally, mm-hmm. and this yeah. person that he has with him witnesses this every everything that's going on too. We don't know who the person is, so I I can't tell you that right. But we know that it was enough to spook this guy so much that five days later he quits and resigns like you know like resigns from his position as sheriff. Yeah, and like and it's because. As as Jeff put it in this case, he sees like six of these glowing orbs, which him and Wally have chased all over this whole area. You know, trying yeah. to like chase these lights and everything. um Sees them literally surrounding the back of his car in like a semicircle shape.
1: They turn the tables. Yeah. Now they're chasing him,
0: and that's when Wally, like you know, a little bit before that, he's like screaming on the radio that he's he, like they have him surrounded. And he needs to he yeah. needs to get out.
1: So yeah that's yeah that's a pretty gnarly story and then also the
0: fact that this is all cattle mutilation
1: you know like yeah of course the catamutilation mutilation and is the, like the to... fact
0: that everything is and i didn't even give one of the i didn't talk about one of the things that i had meant to talk about as well which i mean is is in the story but like there's there's a scene where he's like going down to pre- prepare his coffee and steps over the threshold of the kitchen and everything that was in his refrigerator is now lying on the floor in a triangular shape okay forming this triangle and then triangles are what keep doing it and then like later on he sees you know at the foot of his door as soon as he opens it a triangular shape made out of uh, just silverware Colory. from his kitchen right yeah and this is all in all of the outbuildings of this of this area of this ranch are those triangles in front yeah. of all the doors and then later on in the mutilations, triangles on these cattle. Mm-hmm. The like these orange triangles that are on what the heads of the males and the ribcage of the females are on somewhere on the calves if they're laying on top of the yeah. you know when they're laying on top. So somewhere between those two locations.
1: You know what the silverware thing reminds me of? It reminds me of two things. It reminds me of folk magic. Like because it's right outside of all the doors right yeah of course Of the doors of every building right like these weird little configurations um but also it reminds me of that shit that happens in like in severe poltergeist cases where like silverware is found just like stacked up and impossible yeah. you know what but I mean? we've also
0: seen those in alien abduction cases too
1: right they talk about like maybe it's like shit that's caught in an electromagnetic field right. or something mm-hmm. yeah
0: but yeah i I, yeah. I get what you're meaning like it's it's also very it screams very witchy as well right yeah,
1: it, yeah absolutely. i like it, it
0: i first thing i think is a blair witch project like finding all those little right. the little sticks yeah the little stick course. symbols yeah, yeah something something like that
1: right and the ritual have you seen the ritual
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah that's, same yeah with all the weird little symbols hanging from the tree branches and see
0: i mean yeah i get that but these aren't hanging from trees or anything right right yeah and it's all of a silver like how how is this guy gonna like eat any breakfast <laughs>
1: exactly are you gonna touch that silverware after it's been used and he's gonna make, to make his make coffee like alien devil need, symbol,
0: does he need like cream and sugar or some milk or something
1: he's a fucking real cowboy
0: i mean yeah he drinks a black
1: you think he takes it with cream and sugar no it's way.
0: black as they come
1: Exactly. That's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh good gracious. Good um, gracious. So couple questions. The so the legend sort of of the property of like weirdness happening on this property predates him moving yeah. in, right? Because I mean, he hears about a it. A lot before. of this has
0: been happening before he moves he moves there. And he starts to hear about it from the locals and things like that, and of course he shrugs it off you know he didn't yeah. believe in any of that so he's yeah. like yeah whatever like
1: you know is there any record before him like did anyone else well write from, down from the, his videos he
0: says that it had been happening like it was either a couple months or like one or two years before that okay i mean either way, so either it was way you look at, there fairly... was some yeah it's still fairly new yeah.
1: but at the okay. same time i mean gotcha. there's
0: there's some some history of it already
1: yeah okay any idea who lived there before him? You know,
0: um I don't I don't I yeah. can't say. We know like the ranch the actual ranch manager, the guy, he lives like a mile and a half away. Okay. Or like a mile mile up the hill or whatever it is, yeah. Um So But yeah, I mean I'm sure there's been other ranch hands that have been there before, you
1: know. Yeah, you can assume. Um so he has a series of bizarre happenings right and the first one is zeppelin
0: so yeah i mean that's that's so basically he's lived there for two to three months at this point and then starts to kind of have these experiences uh so one night he's like he's up really late just tending to his cattle doing you know ranchy stuff yeah uh <laughs> 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 those of you that live on a ranch you know all about it um yeah, you, know. <laughs> you, know. you know you shit. know exactly all, all the ranch shit, <laughs> um, yes. But he's out there doing ranchy stuff on his ranch, and like he's out, he's out there till like the late hours of the morning, you know, late hours of the night, whatever you want to call it, early hours of the morning. It um, comes back in, finally gets settled into bed, and it finally—I mean, it's been—it was a scorching day like that day, you know. Like he finally has a nice cool breeze to the bedroom window. He finally mellows out and falls asleep. Not even ten minutes later, this dude is awoken by the sound of just loud music from led zeppelin which was the which is what it was described as
1: fucking cashmere just wakes him
0: up and, like, but like he couldn't figure out where it's coming from which yeah. is the weirdest i mean which is the weirdest part i don't know why you choose that music in you know in the first place but i mean maybe it was his favorite band i don't know maybe
1: maybe it was the aliens favorite band
0: <laughs> maybe it was
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's probably that's probably the yeah that's probably the best yeah most likely reason um, but yeah, so he's he's awakened by the, awoken by this music, and he like jumps out of bed. He's like running all over the house trying to figure it out. And I mean, like at this time, this dude all he has is a literal like small radio. Yeah, that's not very loud, mind you.
1: Nothing capable. Of he doesn't have this.
0: like you know he doesn't have any other music equipment, anything that would like rattle his house from this being so loud. And nobody, yeah. I mean, there's no neighbors close by either. Okay, you know I. Yeah, so, I mean, and there's there's no tri- tire tracks to suggest, like, anybody's came out onto the property and snuck in. You know, it's very okay. hard to get into this, like, gated area and everything, as he says, and, like, it's just music that's, like, consuming the entire area. But the second he steps foot onto the porch, it stops immediately.
1: Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Right. It, um... It points to something that I feel like might be true. I think, um... I don't know, if... This almost feels like experimentation. You know what I mean? I know, I know,
0: as we were talking about the date, you mentioned something about like MK Ultra and stuff like that. Sure. But so, even
1: if you fall into the, the ET camp on it, it feels like they're fucking with him on purpose. Oh, I agree. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, it's just like, let's see what he does if we do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's extraterrestrials or whether this house is fucking wired for sound and it's. he's in the middle of some covert government experiment that's possible you know psychological experiment which we also talked about with clearview yeah because this part of colorado is fucking lousy with military bases and i mean the whole state is really it's full of them
0: i mean yeah of course
1: so um a lot of especially it's yeah exactly um but i mean it could be either either way it feels like someone trying to gauge his reaction to like a seemingly random unexplainable event you know what i mean
0: yeah i agree i agree for sure i mean the same thing because not only he's awoken several times by the music it's on several occasions yeah but also he's awoken to the sound of like loud bird calls
1: i yeah i had a question about that too is it like does he hear like hundreds of birds or is it a really loud bird
0: it's i mean from the way he describes it it's a lot of
1: birds okay gotcha it's a
0: lot of different sounds but he's like he's very familiar with bird calls and bird sounds and stuff yeah but he can't quite make these out okay like to him it's like nothing he would ever heard before but he knew that it sounded like bird calls is what he would expect
1: yeah the lover of cryptozoology inside me instantly thought of thunderbirds okay
0: that's like
1: super the super loud call yeah yeah
0: i mean you know maybe maybe i've misinterpreted it i don't know but I, yeah from the sound of it i mean like i said it sounded like more than just one
1: yeah what you're saying sounds way scarier i mean yeah to just suddenly be surrounded by like a cacophony of bird calls right and again That's terrifying. And
0: he's familiar with the like familiar with birds very familiar yeah. But yeah, he can't. Like he's he's. This is like unlike anything he's ever heard or he's
1: ever dealt. This with. is his first alien bird. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Case solved. Okay, then he has this crazy. What he what he first thinks is like a weather phenomena, right? He thinks it's a tornado. Right. Right. Which this one freaks me out the most. This one I think. is weird. Um, yeah, like he can feel the house and hear the house like buckling under right. the pressure of the wind and and all that. But then, and his house is all fucked up, right? Like, yeah, it's like pulling. House it's is-
0: like pulling at the outside. Uh, you- Outside panels and stuff like that, like right. the way that he describes it, and in, in, uh you know, and him talking and retelling the story is basically like, yeah, he his girlfriend came over that evening. They'd been out on the ranch, you know, riding horses all day, checking out some of the cattle, and you know, just seeing like just experiencing everything and enjoying their day. So like, they go to bed late that night, and then all of a sudden, it's like instantly, like a tornado is formed around his house, yeah. and you know, and he he even talks about like. It's like throwing pictures, you know, artwork and stuff down there. He even mentions, like, I think it's a moose, like, moose, like, antler piece or whatever that's hanging up that gets ripped from the wall. Um, So that's
1: what I meant when I said his house was all fucked up. Like, it, 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 like, was covered in debris. Like, shit got thrown all over the place. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: But then you walk outside of the 400 circle perimeter around his house and everything is completely untouched.
1: See, I... Last year, wrote an article about um, the like the world's twenty strangest examples of weather or weather phenomena. Yeah, and there are there are instances of like incredibly localized storm systems. Oh yeah, I mean I've I've seen videos of yeah. You'll get these like crazy down gusts of wind that go in like very pointed, and right. they'll do like crazy damage. And then they're just gone, Mm -hmm. and they don't affect anything outside. Like you, there are videos where you can, you literally see like shingles fly off the roofs of of the house, and like off of one house, and the house right next to it, it looks completely normal.
0: I've watched videos of like parking lots of cars where there's a massive downpour on one car, everything around it's completely fine. They're just getting some like the splash, but like it's just like a very very like specific. Yeah. Center yeah. a centralized storm that's on like that. That vehicle just happens to yep. be there at the bad, you know, the wrong time, right? So yeah, yeah, I mean that. I I feel that that's possible. Yeah, extremely rare. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, it's possible. But obviously,
1: common enough to be captured on video. You no, know, yeah, what I mean? but super rare for sure. These
0: days, anything can um, be
1: captured on video except ghosts. Yeah, and aliens <laughs> and aliens exactly and cryptids. Yeah. See. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: all the things that matter in the the, world
1: all the real shit can be captured (laughs) or can't depending on how you feel about it exactly (laughs) oh boy Um, (laughs) I find myself just exclaiming a lot about this story like i don't really i i i'm so confused about what to think i, mean, about I am
0: too in that like in the way that the way that you know the story is is written up it's like after all this shit happens it's just like it's done because yeah, these are like his final off. like talk i mean he does so he, he's his whole his whole time he's claiming i've never seen an alien i've yeah. never seen this or that but i've experienced things that i you know would expect are probably of alien origin you know, any yeah. any normal person would say it's most likely, and you know, some it's most likely an alien, right? Yeah. Um But there was one time he was uh, he was driving he was driving out of town. He apparently was going dancing. So,
1: oh shit! Yeah, he was
0: going dancing, okay. and he happens like he's driving away from his farm, and there's this area where they keep like they and apparently they move all the calves to to keep away from their mothers like it's like this massive grazing area um and he said as he's driving away all of a sudden he sees like these lights uh these series of lights and they're not the not these just green these green like little orbs and stuff they've been seeing like he sees like these bright like blue red whatever lights like series of multicolored lights and basically sees this craft over this area like there's like a he said there's like a hollow spot and and this like ravine basically and mm-hmm. then there's like a hill that every, like they always graze and stuff um but yeah so sees this like essentially a craft is the only way that it could be described mm-hmm. and then of course it's gone okay
1: could that have been a police helicopter i doubt it i mean blue and red lights i mean there
0: were he described right. other ones those are the only ones i can remember right now
1: okay gotcha gotcha does he talk about the shape of the craft or anything like that i mean just or what he, he would assume see the is most likely assume the craft
0: is most likely yeah spacecraft even though like again he spent all this time like not seeing anything not believing in any of this like you yeah. know there's some some scientific reason for this or that or whatever else um, but at the same time enough to like you know kind of mess with them right yeah um but yeah happens, question happens things. right exactly he happens to see this and it's like oh okay Okay. But everybody in the area always talks about There are aliens out here Okay And this is what everybody's been saying Like this whole time Like this area is known for alien activity Like UFO activity, alien activity, whatever else And this is like all the Like this is like that chatter that he had You know he had heard before he ever moved there Yeah Um. You know so like I mean this is like very Very popular with the locals of this area That it, this is very much indeed a hot spot for this type of activity, right? You see
1: what's weird to me about that is in, in most stories I would hear that and I would go like that that's you know that's a check on the this isn't bullshit side of the of the ledger, right? <clears throat> but when when you say like the locals of this area talk about this, we don't even know where that where it is. Or do so we? like what w- what we have is the guy saying locals talk about this right right like we don't have other locals coming forward saying oh yeah I've been talking about this for years the area is kept
0: the the actual areas you know kept a secret so people don't go out and mess around right I will happily honor that okay
1: do you know the area though maybe I've- <laughs> you don't have you don't have to reveal Maybe it. Maybe not, because that's a big difference.
0: Is it? Yeah, to me. No, I feel like that that would influence one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm not here to influence that. I'm here to tell the tale. Okay, I don't do it as, as good as Jeff Saylor's. I had to summarize everything so much yeah obviously he has like
1: a bunch of different videos that he talks about each of these different occurrences and stuff my thing is like if it if everything is coming from one guy who won't even tell us where it is or when it was it just it feels like he just wanted a youtube channel you know what i mean like feels like an old guy who just wanted a youtube channel maybe he was yeah could have been probably wasn't though I mean, most of his YouTube channel is, like, how to survive bear attacks. And no, those are a few of his manage- first
0: videos that he posted. Then
1: afterwards, so most of them are about aliens? Yeah. I'd okay. say at
0: least 80% of those videos are about living okay. his time on this ranch.
1: But the channel started with, like, wilderness advice. Like, and like, I mean, yeah, like, You won't silly. believe how many times I've been struck by lightning. Right.
0: Silly, like, silly <laughs> little things, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, you know, he's an old guy starting a YouTube channel. Sure.
1: Silly little things like how to not get eaten by bears. (laughs) Quit the silly shit, Jeff. Get to the fucking aliens. Right. I mean,
0: yeah. (laughs) He eventually figured out what sells. He was like aliens. All right. He sure did. There we go. I'm going to start a YouTube channel and I'm going to tell similar stories about my time on a ranch.
1: Yeah, you definitely should. Caribou Ranch. My ranch is going to be cooler, though. Dude, do you realize how badass a fictional alien ranch we could create? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. We could, dude, we could, after, even just after two years of looking into these cases, and re- we could hoax the fuck out of some alien shit.
0: You're giving away our secrets, right? <laughs>
1: we, oh my god, we could.
0: <laughs> Next episode that we talk about, like, some area that's a hotspot, spot, I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> You guys made this up, didn't you? Never right. even heard of an alien. <laughs> no, but for real, I mean, this, this guy, like this guy, I think what what does it for me is when he's talking about this stuff. Like he's very like wholesome. He's very genuine. You know, like it, it's hard to it's hard to like think otherwise. Yeah, because I mean, he himself is a non-believer. Yeah. Yeah, you know, maybe that's what sells it. Like, maybe it's like, okay, if I tell people I don't believe it, then they'll be like, oh, but this really happened to you, didn't it?
1: Think yeah.
0: stole it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean...
1: The, the last few months I've been really trying to... I mean... Okay. The experiencer, I still believe, is the most important part of these... Okay. these These situations. But... I have also been trying to, like, approach these stories from two positions, right? Like, one, like, you're talking about, like, he's he's hard not to take seriously. It, he seems really genuine. Because those things do matter. But I also try to take, like, all the information, all the evidence, and consume it in, like, a dry fashion.
0: Okay. Right? right.
1: Like, with no influence from how charismatic the person is or how you know believable they are because you know what did it fucking linda napolitano that yeah, did it for me I, I, because I, I feel, she uh, was convincing she was she was, she very, was convincing. very good mm-hmm. and she was so full of shit yeah yeah i and i
0: i have to agree with you unfortunately that's uh yeah i mean that's that's kind of made me step back and approach this with a new perspective right yeah. um you know i like as much as I love aliens, I love everything about like these encounters, UFOs, yeah. abductions. I love the stories, and it's so fascinating. But yeah, so I think I think after after the Linda Napolitano case and her like base. I mean, we we talked a lot about Bud Hopkins and her him essentially almost coaxing her and coaching her into creating a case and then like making money from this story and all that. Like that's made me kind of step back and just feel like I need to not be as open and as willing to believe in a lot of these as easily. Right. Which is unfortunate, but it just like it wasn't for that case. Like, I feel like I, I would still be approaching it that same way.
1: Yeah. That, I feel like that episode was a huge shift for both of us. Oh, I agree. Yep. And, yeah, covering that was... I think it also has helped me arrive to the point, or to the realization, that I don't care if aliens are real or not. <sighs> that makes one of us. Like, I love the stories. I love hearing them. Yeah. I really don't... I really don't care. Like, ultimately, at the end of the day... <coughs> I don't care if the stories are hoaxed or if they're real. It like, it doesn't, I think they're just as cool and they're just as valid. That's the, that's probably the hot take, right? I think they're just as valid. I mean, um, cause uh, they contribute to the zeitgeist, right? Yeah. Like they, yeah. I'll give you that, you know,
0: if it, if it's just strictly down to, you know, they're still, they're still valid just because it's creating this whole thing, whatever but my thing is still like i i mean i i still believe that i think we're naive to think that there's no life out there you know one way or the other i think it i'm 100 wholeheartedly believe in, in all of it and that's never going to yeah. change but like my my thing that's changed is how i approach some of these cases of claims right, right? Especially yeah. the more outlandish and very hard to believe ones, to me, I think is, you know, yeah. that's
1: that's what's trickier for me to for me to kind of stand behind. I think we're, I personally, I think we're slowly switching places on those, on the really crazy ones, yeah. the fan fiction ones, because when we first started this show, you loved those, and I fucking hated them. I mean, yeah. Like that was the side of ufology that I was like, this is so fucking dumb. Like this is the stuff that makes everyone who cares about UFOs look like a dumbass. Like, I mean, that's still how I felt there, when we started the know, show. That's for sure. Yeah, right. But like, they've become some of my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Like those are some of my favorite stories because I think they're because obviously I think the source of the phenomena is not extraterrestrials that's not what I think I I think it's it's all one thing I think it's interdimensional if you want to call it that you know for lack of a better designation I think it's the other whatever the other is God the universe the fucking the Akashic record whatever you want to call it right the other reaching through and and you know touching an experiencer right the person who becomes an experiencer um and I think the weirder those experiences are, the, the more convinced I am of that.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Right? Yeah. Because, like, that shit that I used to make fun of all the time. Like, the two nurses on Vancouver Island who see, see a UFO and they describe, like, a rope ladder being dropped out <laughs> of it. Like, just,
0: like, I mean, it's always, silly shit like that. Like, we've always talked about the the windows, you know, yes. or like these doors yeah. that are, you know, it's, it's yeah, like an like, actual physical door that opens
1: yeah, and it's like a right. submarine hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the, um, the, on the Aurora crash where they find paperwork in the cockpit. Right, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. just silly shit like that. I, I like those. Now. I mean, yeah, like, I,
0: I love those, like those, yeah. you know, but uh, I feel like. I don't know maybe maybe you're maybe you're right like maybe my approach now looking at those is more I don't know I want to I want to find like what's real about it yeah and I'm not looking for like the ooh like wooey sort of like yeah just because this is crazy it's most likely real sort of thing right it doesn't mean I don't want to like I don't want to find it's some some authenticity to it I don't want to you know it's not like I don't want that to be a thing yeah, but I think it's just yeah, it's it's I don't know. I guess it's I feel uh, like it's, deep it's in your, different.
1: I feel like deep in your soul, you you just want like nuts and bolts e- extraterrestrials to really be a, a million thing percent visiting Earth. Yeah, right. Like yeah, always. I get that. I I totally get that. And then deep
0: it's- deep inside of me, really really deep up
1: in there, <laughs> so deep. I feel I feel like that's still the case. Yeah. I think I, I I'll get always that. feel that way. I mean, it's a beautiful, awesome, romantic concept that we've lived with our entire lives. Right? Whether it's through media or folklore or, you know, fucking um national enquirer articles or like you know what it's like it's been here our whole lives. Right? It's it's a concept that's hard to shake. Yeah, of course. It's I, I totally get it. It would be badass. I'll admit that I mean, it yeah. would be fucking awesome to for it to be confirmed, right? Um, I feel like it's already I been confirmed,
0: confirmed to an extent. You know, whether I know. or not we I choose think it's something to, way bigger. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's bigger too. I don't think. I mean, as as I mean, I I know I'm prepared for it, but yeah. I think like the extent of it is way bigger than what we can
1: currently imagine. Same. I think it's like I don't know. It's it's very it's very woo to me. I think it's something like so big that maybe it maybe it's ultimately incomprehensible. Yeah. I think it's like like the whole analogy here all the time about like if you existed on a two-dimensional plane and someone from a three-dimensional plane reached in, they they would look different, right? Like you'd only see a line of them. You wouldn't see the height or depth, whatever. Right, of course. Like, so if something that exists on a fourth dimensional plane reached in it wouldn't look the way it looks they look to each other right it would be like a three dimensional representation of a fourth dimension it's like so much shit that I can't I can't even begin to explain as well as you know people who actually know what the fuck they're talking about
0: like a four four dimensional thing as well
1: I mean it could be an infinite number of planes right um that's what I mean. Like, I think it's the truth, the capital T truth, is like, it's there's just so much. Yeah, right. Agreed. Like, I I don't think we'll ever fully understand the nature of reality.
0: But man, in my heart of hearts, I just want to see some alien proof. Yeah. Like, I want to see a, cr- a crashed, a, you know, crashed craft. Trying try not th- to go that way, but i would love to see a downed
1: craft chock full of alien life <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it can, i know you want to like you know, shake hands with a gray oh i do oh dude so much I, yeah i get if it you are out there and you are listening <laughs> come on down
0: <laughs> what was the uh, what was the <laughs> alien in the pentagon um of course no. i can't think of his name right now it's like on the top like the tip v- of my valiant top. thor valiant thor there you go thor. yeah yeah he he supposedly died years ago, but still,
1: if you're secretly out there, <laughs> I knew it was also a fantasy metal band. I had to remember which one. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I feel like
0: I feel I, I want I want to say. I mean, there's aliens among us right now. Yeah, but I feel like I it never... also extends way beyond that. I I think it extends beyond alien life. Sure. A hundred percent. Yeah.
1: I mean, at that point, we're talking like the source of theology right we're talking about like literally the like our place in the universe i mean, and yeah. what it is what it means exactly like how big a cog are we really in the machine mm-hmm. right yeah and this is where i always you get into this, the whole
0: titan thing get into right this in deep that,
1: ass philosophical right that's questions. right in that
0: like in line of all that
1: yeah yep
0: which i've been writing a lot i've been writing yeah uh
1: yes good
0: something that uh eventually hopefully i'll done
1: who knew a fucking episode about chicken wings would would bring up such deep questions <laughs> <laughs> i think it started
0: out as buffalo ranch doritos oh
1: yeah 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 sorry i was thinking like buffalo wings mm, dipped in ranch geez, i love wings. right yeah buffalo ranch yeah especially
0: some spicy garlic wings from b-dubs
1: i like the caribbean jerk that's my go-to it reminds me of the old band days oh yeah
0: uh, going going to the pub and getting wings yeah. and a couple pitchers of beer
1: oh yep. yeah back in the old band days yeah i miss every those weekend. times. every weekend literally, literally sunday ritual yep yeah. yeah those are good times but
0: yeah i think honestly i think that's gonna do it for this episode of uh campfire tales The strange and unsettling this is episode 102 buffalo
1: ranch thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on.
0: We want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tails.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling.
1: And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at reverbnation.com slash reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown.